What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts by the Ville Dia, the podcast. It's another What You Doing Wednesday where I bring you guests who are authors, writers, directors, entertainers, anybody who has an interesting story to tell, anybody that has something interesting going on. I like to share that with you guys and also kind of try to make it a little bit educational for those who may be interested in the field of the person that I'm talking to. So today I have the writers from an upcoming movie, Last Chance. I have Jordan and Joshua Mitchell. How are you guys doing today? All right, we're good. How are you guys doing? Great, great, great. Right, first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for uh, taking time out to talk to me today. No problem. Yeah, no problem. And uh, so I'm going to give you guys a chance to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Okay, so hey, everybody. I'm Joshua. Um, I am the screenplay writer and the director of Last Chance. Uh, this is our very first feature film movie. And um, yeah, so this is Jordan. Um, so I'm Jordan. I am the creative writer behind the project. Um, this is my first time writing a movie, so this is a little different for me. But I usually write um, novels and poetry. That's awesome. Do you, do you uh, have any novels that have been released already? No, I'm currently working on two, though, and I'm working on getting some of my poetry published. Okay, that's awesome. When, once you get that done, make sure you come back to Thoughts About the Video. Yeah, we'll get you on, and we'll talk about those novels that you got going. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about your film, your first feature film, Last Chance. Tell us a little bit about it. All right, so Last Chance is like a high school drama kind of thing. It's basically about these five kids who have traumatic events that lead them to get almost expelled or suspended but their um, guidance counselor he comes up with the plan basically to not just throw these kids to the side and move on talks to the um to the vice president the vice principal i mean and the principal to create this kind of therapy class where he brings the five kids in and they basically just try and talk through their problems and realize the root causes of why they're acting out all of a sudden and tries to basically save them from being expelled in high school and having their futures, you know, crushed already. Yeah, it's a little bit of like a commentary on um, rehabilitation versus punishment. Um, mm. That's the way that I wrote it to show that sometimes there are children or just people in general who, instead of being rehabilitated for their problems, they're basically punished for it and they're expected to get better off of being punished or if they don't get better, they're basically tossed to the side of society. So this is to show that some time, there are reasonings behind bad behavior. Basically. Yeah, and that, that is a big opportunity that we have in our society to bring that rehabilitation back because, you know, I remember there was a point where when people did get in trouble, there was like when I was in high school, there was a, a boot camp as harsh as it may sound, <laughs> there was a boot camp. If, if you, certain things that you did, disciplinary problems that you had, you get sent to this boot camp, 30 days, the first time, 60, the second, and 90. Wow. 
you know, if you got it again. So, but basically at the boot camp, from what I hear, it, it was sort of like a military boot camp, kind of, you know, we're going to tear you down to build you back up and try to send you home a better person right. than, than you came. And I've seen a lot of a lot of guys who end up in that program come home like a whole different person, the ones who actually mm-hmm. accepted it, you know. So what um what inspired you guys to tell this specific story? Um, so I'm an English and psychology major at my school. And so I kind of get both sides of the story. I get the English, like the creative writing aspect, but throughout my psychology classes, like in social psychology, where we're talking about stereotypes and things like that, I realized that there are a lot of, like I knew this, but I didn't realize how big it was, but there are a lot of stigmas and things, especially surrounding like race in general and just like classism and how like a lot of societal expectations that like one of the characters, she is very wealthy and she make, makes a statement that everyone expects her to be happy because she has money. But even in today's society, we can see like with a lot of celebrities like committing suicide and things like that, that money really does not buy you happiness. And you can see in her life that her parents ignore her and they expect her to be all these things that she's not capable of being <clears throat> and how it really impacts her um, as developmentally, basically. And then there are kids who, um, like their parent, uh, what was uh, Bryson, <clears throat> his dad, it's like the opposite of her dad of her parents he's there I'm <clears throat> sorry he's there but he's constantly like badgering him and like picking mm-hmm. at him and he like almost wishes that his father wasn't there so it's like two sides of the coin so that was really why I kind of wrote this okay and I, re- I was reading through your um your synopsis and your purpose of the story and you, s- you spoke about bringing attention to mental health why do you feel that is important because i feel like even today as we try to break down the stigma of mental health there still exists things like depression or um uh just like outburst type disorders where like really emotional responses are drawn and people expect like a lot of people still think that it's just lack of self-control and that is not developmental or environmental type issues so i felt like this was a really um, important time to continue to try to break down the stigma of mental health, especially amongst young people, because a lot of adults think that like high school age children, middle school age children don't have, like they don't go through things or like the things that they go through aren't as impactful as when you are an adult. But it's like kind of the opposite because these are like the developmental stages of children. Like these are the most impressionable years. So it's like a lot of the things that happen to them in their childhood affect them and manifest in their adulthood. And it's when you ignore them, it just gets worse. Um, so I felt like it was really important to use this age group. Um, that's why I kept everyone between like 16 and 17. It was important mm-hmm. to use this age group for me. It was important to bring in all types of classes and all types of races um, just to kind of make this a very generalized statement that like, a lot of children this age are going through a lot of things that we are either ignoring or stigmatizing. Yeah, and that, and that is true because, and I'm glad that you mentioned that you added in for different classes and different um, ethnicities because in certain communities, there is even a heavier stigma than in right. others. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the people of color, a lot of the uh, the poorer classes, you know, we have, we have, cause I say we, because that's how I grew up. We have that, um, that mentality of just get over it. You'll be right, all right. Basically. You'll be okay. You don't need any help, you know, just get over it. And 
that's not really how it works. And I'm glad that so yeah. many people are recognizing that now, you know, versus going to get some diagnosis that's going to put you on the pill that'll let you sit still in class, but you know, you're not really functioning at the same time where right. mm-hmm, we could get some type of mental help that could actually help you deal with mm-hmm. your, uh, with the issues that you're having. Yes, I agree. Let's go get a little into your, into you guys' background. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you guys from? Uh, so we're from Maryland, Southern Maryland, Southern Maryland area. And um, yeah, so basically, <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm Josh. I was, I graduated from school last year, college, and I didn't even major in film, but Ooh. I minored in it. Film is something I've always wanted to do, but I kind of like denied it for a while to the point where it was too late to make it a major because I wasn't going to go back to school when I was halfway through my business degree. So I just minored in film. But I've been writing, I don't know, for like four years now. And so um, after I graduated, I got a job and I'm sitting at work and I see an ad for a film festival that's like 45 minutes from my house. And so I'd already, like I said, been writing and planning on write, shooting something eventually. But when I saw the film festival, it kind of like sparked it. I was like, okay, well, I re- now I really want to go out and do this. Because it's like right here, like I said, it's 45 from my house. I have ideas. I have that, um, all of the things around me that I need. It's my, about time that I just go and do it, basically. So I come home, and I think you were home for like winter break or something. Yeah. And so I come home, and like I said, she's the writer. so. I was like, do you have anything that we can, you know, we can do? I said, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't have anything. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of, like, took a week, uh, brainstormed the idea, and we liked it, and we ran with it. So, now we're here. Are you guys um, siblings? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Now, that that's real dope, because a lot of people, a lot of siblings can't work together like that. <laughs> Yeah, we hear that a lot. Yeah, we do. We get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, was was it? Do you guys live in the same household right now? Yeah. yeah. Was it rough working on this film and then having <laughs> to deal with each other all day, every day? Um, it was rough from the standpoint that we have different work styles. Yeah. So like, my work style is a lot laxer than his. So like, when he was like, "Oh, we need an idea," and I was like, "I don't have anything." I didn't do anything for like three days, and I was just sitting there thinking. And he was like, "What do you have?" And I was like nothing <laughs> was, i'm not like, surprised i'm not oh, surprised it's going well then like one day i just kind of sat down and it just like came <laughs> yeah right and then like it just came and then i was like okay boom got a complete story and i was like i got it and he was just like wow and i was like you know yes we have different work styles so, like once we got the story down then yeah, like that was, was that was fine. yeah it was, that was fine it was more so just the initial creative stage where we just were completely different but now it's like fine we have a good relationship anyway so <laughs> like when i want to write something like if i don't already have an idea but i know i want to mm-hmm. write i'll just sit down until something comes and then if i like it then i'll write it yeah but, me no i literally yeah, wait for like the inspiration yeah and i think that's that's what makes it difficult because you're sitting you have to sit there and look at each other and you have those different right styles, so you just not gonna, <laughs> yeah it's not gonna do so it like i'm just i'm just walking past her in the morning like getting breakfast and she hasn't said anything about the movie i'm like so pouring it's still the cereal, nothing all right pouring <laughs> the cereal real aggressively while she's sitting there <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming at one point. Where yeah, I was like, like one day. <laughs> I was like, okay, we have a deadline. She's like, well, I don't care. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. yeah. We're interested in being like quality, quality work. And then it came. It came. I knew yeah, it was going to come. Came and it was yeah, good, I knew it was going to come. I knew it would come eventually, but I was like, I don't want to rush. But, yeah. you know. Okay. Yep. <laughs> now, this story, um, I was wondering, did this come from is it loosely based on any experiences that you guys had yourselves or is this from just from strictly your outlook on the world around you okay so each character actually is kind of loosely based about around a person that i know um the character like certain aspects that they went through the character simone um when she got into the fight with like those two girls that was actually based off of my mother when she was in elementary school and she had gotten jumped and then she told the story about how she came back the next day and basically fought both girls and I was like hmm that's like a really interesting concept of like literally the next day I'm gonna come back and basically I'm done with being bullied and I'm just gonna handle them separately so that was like one of the main things I was like ooh, I took that from um the girl Eliza who was dealing with the alcoholism in high school I took that from um, Eliza's girl. Uh, well, she was, you know. Oh wait, was the No, wasn't it Eliza? Caroline. Oh, Caroline. There we go. Okay, um, Caroline. She, <clears throat> I got, I got her off, also off of a person that I knew who was a heavy drinker in high school. Um, yeah. So she was like, this is more so. It was a school of people that were heavy drinkers. So it's like she was like a representative of just the population in high school that has access to alcohol and low um, parenting control. So they kind of just do what they want. I knew a lot of people who were like that. Um, and it got them into a lot of trouble. So she was more so just like a representative of that group of friends that I had. Um, Marcel, he was also kind of like that. I have not really friends, but there are a lot of people in my school who didn't really put forth effort and I felt like they were penalized for that without actually being understood so I wanted a character who actually you know he took some of the stories that they had so that way he could actually have a reason for his behavior because not every person that like acts out just does it because um so he was definitely um he was definitely came from like real experiences and Bryson didn't necessarily come from real experiences but his father was um I always was were interested in basically parents who don't support their children's like dreams or things or like their career goals. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really wanted to bring that aspect into it to show that like his, like your parents really can like affect you, even if they're like parents who are there can affect you just as much as parents who aren't there. Oh man, you're, you're so right about that. Because <laughs> I remember just a little quick side story. <laughs> I remember um, when I was sophomore high school, I went to live with my dad and uh, his wife at the mm -hmm. time. And I was playing ball, and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty decent at playing ball. I was you know, <laughs> I, I was getting busy out there. Okay. <laughs> I remember uh, how it felt. Like the first game, I get there, I look, I'm looking around in the stands, boom, I spot my dad, spot my stepmom. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to show up. Because I hadn't seen this guy from the time I was eight to the time I was 15. Hadn't seen a little communication. Then all of a sudden he researched and kind of tried to explain the reason behind why he had disappeared like that and, you know, wanted to rekindle things. So, you know, we gave him a shot. That's my dad. You know, every every kid, every little boy wants to be about his dad to be around, you know. Right. right. But then I remember the 
games that come after that. And I start looking up there, and then they're not there. And then I get home, and they're sitting around up under the cover eating ice cream and cookies. Oh, how was your game? I'm like, hell, you know if you was there. You know what I mean? Right. And it, it kind of drains some of that uh, inspiration out of you. Just like, y'all, right. I'm out here doing all this. People are screaming for me. I go to school. People are yelling my name. And you, you, you guys don't even care. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing this for? At the young age, you know, it's, it was hard to separate the reason I should have been doing it for for the reason that I was doing it for, you know. Right. I was doing it because I loved the game, but I also was doing it because I wanted my dad to say, hey, son, I seen you out there toting that rock, you know, good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely even parents in that are in children's lives can still have a negative effect because they're not parenting correctly. And yes. Yeah, so I definitely try my best as a parent myself to just to just not be that guy. I got a real mm-hmm. good I I got a real good outline of what kind of dad not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how how long from start to finish did it take you guys to put this together? Writing? Um I don't know. Like two weeks? About two weeks and because the way we write, um, like it's like she said, she's the English major, but I took film as a minor, so I knew how to write a script. Yeah, but she know. knew how to write stories. Yeah, so I had to write the story first, and then off the story, he created the script. So I basically gave them lines, and then made them into scenes, and added a few things here and there. Yeah, so I, mean, I kind of made this into scenes. Well, yeah, I tried. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, tried. I made it readable for an yeah, actor. Yeah, basically. I did not. I have never taken a screenwriting or screenplay class. None of that. So I did not know any of the formatting. It's or, not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I got, seen how they work. So I was like, I don't know how to do that. You guys are saying two weeks, like, that's forever. I was expecting, <laughs> like, yeah, we worked on this script for, you know, six months, eight months, like, two weeks. We not, You know, it was hard. It was horrible. <laughs> We're trash at this. Two weeks. Initially, it was, it came out as a short film initially. Uh-huh. So, it didn't really take, like, the first draft did take, like, two and a half weeks to put together. But it grew a lot. Yeah. Over, like, right now, it started at, like, 32 pages for the script. Uh-huh. Right now, it's sitting at, like, 45. Nice. And it just kept growing, and so the it turned in it's going to turn into a feature film, but it definitely started as like a <laughs> yeah. twenty-five to thirty-minute short. So that's nice. why it didn't take as long to dry to write. But as we kept writing, and like I said, we lived together. So I just <laughs> walk over to her room. You, you, what do you think about this? And she's like, oh yeah, we should do that. Right, he's and always so kept, adding things. It's so like we just oh, kept throwing stuff in there <laughs> as after the script was done. In between us, cast right, finish writing and casting the actors, so they don't even know right, so <laughs> what their original script looked like. Yeah, like, it looked yeah. a lot shorter than this. Yeah, wow, that was fun though. It was a fun and, process. And Joshua, you actually directed the film. Yes, that's what I want to do is direct, and so that was my goal. I don't like being, you know, a lot of people like to act when mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, I want to get in the film." I, I don't like being on that side of the camera No, we're both really good. We're both good about that. I don't want to be in the camera either. Yeah, I don't like being on the other side of the camera. I act, I, act, I mean, I direct, I write, I edit, and I do a little on the camera, but that's where yeah. I want to be All on I did, the other side. I wrote the characters, and then, like, the actors would come up to me in practices and ask, like, how to interpret scenes. I would explain, mm-hmm. explain certain, like, psychological processes to them. Then I was like, go for it and be great. Yes. <laughs> we're not other side of the camera. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Yes, because... One one way that people get into film now is, you know, I want to do, I want to act. So 
I'll just write the freaking movie myself, <laughs> and then I'll start in the yeah, movie. I'll do, yeah, like um, Tyler Perry says, build your own table. If you you know what I mean, instead of yeah. trying to get to a seat <laughs> at somebody else's table, build your own table. Yeah, exactly. That's why I got into writing because when I was in school, I wanted to direct, but I couldn't come up with anything. Like no ideas came His to me. Ideas were awful. Yeah, they were terrible. They got me enough past writing classes, but they weren't like. <laughs> They were Beyond awful. that, they were, <laughs> my teachers might have been just being nice because they weren't really like quality. Because I look back, I'm like, wow, I got to be on that. That's crazy. <laughs> but after a while, I just kind of like got start getting ideas and start writing ideas, and then ideas just kept coming. So, but while I was like, well, I have to be a director because I can't write. <laughs> now, as a um, as a director, first time director, was it? Was it kind of like, because I know like in podcasting, you'll kind of watch a lot of podcasters or listen to a lot and try to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to build a, your format or how you're going to do things. Was it, is it the same as a director or did you just kind of just go out there and do it your own way? I definitely researched different directors because like J.J. Abrams or Steven Spielberg are two of my favorite directors, but I didn't want to like strip someone else's directing style if it didn't necessarily work for me so I kind of like went into it and I knew that we're the direction that we wanted the movie to go and but I didn't want to be one of the directors because I read about a lot of directors who are like it's my idea and that's it the actors have no ideas no no voice other than the voice I give them but I didn't want to go into it like okay, no one, no one's idea but me and Jordan's are going to work. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to go in like having like an open table discussion <laughs> where everyone is just throwing their ideas about the characters out, especially like, you know, people who had weren't like hadn't already read the entire yeah. script. We definitely yeah. shut some things down. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, a few people, I didn't want people to come in who, like I said, who had read one scene and were like, okay, what if I do such and such? And we're like, well, that's going to throw the rest of this off, so <laughs> you can't do that. But, like, one of our favorite scenes in the movie actually wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the scene it was, but how it uh, went uh, went out wasn't. It was a scene um, where one of the characters, Marcel and Caroline, are arguing. In this scene, they get up and, like, walk towards each other like they're going to fight because Caroline's tired of, you know, being talked about. Marcel calls her a drunk and she didn't think anyone knew that. And so she reacted in practice, like, like she jumped out of her chair mm-hmm. and then everyone was like, Oh, that was good. You know, what do you think about that? And I was like, yeah, get out your chair and go at him. And then so the, the um, counselor like gets up and stops her. But if you like, cause like I said, it happened in practice. So you would, there is no like film of the original version, but in the original version, they weren't, jumping up and charging because <laughs> yeah, they other. really went at each other and i was and, like "Ooh!" <laughs> yeah so when we saw it we were all like but like i said that didn't come from me or jordan no. but like, it was an idea that we you know liked and went with so i guess it's kind of like a a democratic kind of <laughs> flow with still like i'll listen but we can't get first of all we can't take extra hours off listening yeah. to everyone you know because it's already a long process yeah so but also in us listening we don't want to 
get away from the idea that we're actually trying to drive through because you know the actors are great and everything but we're the ones who came up yeah. with the idea and we're the ones who are sitting here like we know yeah. where we're trying to go with this yeah it was kind of like with every suggestion we would just look at each other like hmm. right. <laughs> like is that gonna work overall and then boom if it did we would go with it if it didn't kindly be like no yeah <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine that actors probably have a lot have a lot of ideas trying to add to the story yeah. yeah most of them were actually good though yeah, a, lot really of good the, a lot of the characters we didn't even have to give like or a lot of actors we didn't have to give like too much um emotional direction or anything or how they interpreted the script because like mm-hmm. like back to caroline the way she interpreted the script the actress caitlin is extremely nice mm-hmm. but caroline <laughs> is not a nice person so but we didn't know she was nice of course until <laughs> after we casted her but she played Caroline in like a calmly aggressive way that it still worked. Right. <laughs> so we just let it go because we were like, it's good. It's not what we envisioned, but it's really good. And plus she's not mean. So we don't want to like get her out of the character. Right, try and push her to be mean because that's what we wanted her to be. And then yes. it's not as good as the calm aggressiveness that she no, had. Speaking of that, there was like this one scene where we were, um, we were trying, it was like the end of the scene that we were trying to lead into another scene. We were trying to get Caroline to insult Marcel. And it was like, we didn't have any insults. We were like, just like insult him basically. And that scene took forever because she could not get anything out. She'd be like, where'd you get that watch? You steal it? And everyone was just like, that's not like. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right? we were like that's not it we had to go through at least like 10 times because we were just like and then i ended up basically giving her insults because i was like okay just say this and then say this and she was like okay and i was like because you're not being mean like it's not it's not mean <laughs> yeah yeah because i saw um i went to a friend of mine they were doing a, a short film and the line that he had he was playing um basically a a, a guy from a a hood guy. I'm. Just, it's no. We not. We don't gotta be political, right? It's my show. <laughs> right. He's, he's playing hood dude, right? And he. Act, the thing about it is, he's actually a hood dude. So, mm-hmm. the line that they gave him at this point, he reads it, and then you know they go through motion. He says the line, and then he's like, "Wait, that's this not it." And they were like, "What?" It's like this. This guy that I'm playing would never say this. This is <laughs> just not. It doesn't. A, right. a guy. You know, from the from the block, didn't finish high school, dropped out of high school. He's always just been into just, just about that life activity. He wouldn't say mm-hmm. this, not this. Right. Right. He'd say something like this, and they were like, well, what, what, what makes you think that? He was like, because that's how I would say it. If I would say it right now, I've been through this type of stuff before, and this is how I would react to it, not this. And uh, so in the casting, I was wondering, did you guys try to, or do you guys try to find people who may have personalities that might fit the characters? Or do you just have, just rely on their acting ability to portray the character? Um, okay, for one, I say Ilya. Like, we yeah. really, because there is a, the, the guidance counselor. Dr. J, yeah. yeah. Because we got a lot of videos for, like, Dr. J. Oh, right. Because we, we didn't have, like, a formal in-person audition. We had, because we had a lot of people from a lot of different areas. So we had them. Uh, we sent them a piece of each character and they sent us a video of them portraying the character because we wanted to see how they would act 
when yeah, how they it would was interpret just it. them and yeah how they got the how they took it basically yeah we got a lot of weird things so yeah. <laughs> there's like a lot of things we were like okay now this is you're not seeing the vision but like with Ilya, it was because it was it came down to him and another person it was going to be a male or female basically because we were both like oh she's really good and then we like we saw hers first and we saw his and we were just like oh my gosh <laughs> like, yeah. like how he's like leaning forward and how he's like using his hands to talk and we were just like i think that's like that's it like yeah so like for him like i think for like for the guy the dr j we really were looking for someone who could like carry the part without us giving them instruction at first because yeah. that was such like a essential part to right the um film it's like the kids were important but he also was gonna be the one who was like guiding along exactly. i guess his, yeah. if his performance of guiding their like little breakthroughs wasn't like realistic then it was gonna wasn't gonna make sense so it's like watching his I was really like, okay, we really need to find someone who can, one, actually act, and then two, who can actually, like, put personality into the character without taking personality away from the character. Right. And then, but when we, after we casted all the people, we actually, like, talked to them, and we realized a lot of them, their personalities just don't match, like, yeah. literally with the characters, but they portray it still in, like I said, with Caroline and Caitlin, they portray it in ways that you can't even tell that you know, she's not a mean guy, a mean girl, or Ilya isn't serious at all. <laughs> at all no. But Dr. J makes, like, no jokes in the entire movie. But on, as soon as the camera stops yes. rolling, Ilya just starts cracking as many jokes as he can, basically. Yeah, and everyone's just, like, laughing. We're like, okay, serious. Basically. <laughs> okay. So, what is, uh, going forward, what is your, you guys' plan on releasing the, uh, the movie? Like, where is it going to be available? Have you figured that out yet? We aren't sure where yet because I'm getting a, a cup a lot of different places that I'm one looking into myself or two are inquiring about mm -hmm. um like that our release plan because we're not actually sure yet because a lot of the festivals that we're looking into don't want the movie to be screened yet or shown anywhere or streaming anywhere because they want like the premiere rights basically. Mm -hmm. So we're kind to we're like in the middle, like we know we wanna premiere the movie or um release the movie by like august 12th or something along those lines mm -hmm. but we don't exactly know when and where because that august like i said depending on what festivals we want to hit that august is still in the air also but because like i said a lot of these festivals just don't want it out and then as i'm doing research i find out that a lot of movies along the line because i know one of my favorite movies from recently joker when it had that issue it went through the festival circuit and it was stuck in the festival circuit it was doing good in the festival circuit mm -hmm. but they had to push the release date back because of the festival circuit so i didn't know that that was like a big you know the festival circuit really pushed back dates or determined dates like that until i did some more research when we're having this that issue so i'm not really sure where yet but it'll definitely be out <laughs> yeah that, that you just educated me on something right there because I had no idea that festivals had that much influence either. Right. right. Like, cause I know like there's one SXSW is like a big popular circuit. I mean, it's a festival and it's like a video game thing and everything, but they want, that's one of the biggest ones. They want premiere rights to movies. So they don't want it, you know, you can screen it for like the actors and the crew, of course, and families, but they don't want it in theaters. They don't want it streaming. And some of them don't even want it in other festivals sometimes. Like, first. Wow. Yeah. That's something else. So, yeah. listeners out there, if any of you guys are in film, you can help these guys figure this out. 
Definitely hit them up. So um, a question that I always like to ask everybody on the show for educational purposes and, and to try to help out somebody who is listening just the same way that I just did, who might be trying to get into writing or directive or directing or anything involving around film. I like to ask you guys if someone was to walk up to you right now and say, Hey, I want to do a film or I want to write a film. What advice can you give me? What advice would you give them? From a writing standpoint, the first thing I'd say is to make use of like drafts. Um, because I know yes. I was, yeah, when I was like, first started college I was really into like okay the first one needs to be perfect and like one of my English professors was literally like why are you trying to like make a finished product first and I was like "Hmm, you're right so now I literally like have like four drafts of the same thing so I'd say draft your stuff a lot because you have one idea put it down see what you can get from there like literally just go with it and see where it takes you it can be messy grammar can be wrong like sometimes I don't cite things like on the first draft like just do do put stuff down get something down on the paper and then as you can take a break then read it again and then try to basically each time you reread it to try to refine it and make it better but like don't get intimidated by the process before you even start basically uh so for from a director's standpoint honestly what I wish someone had told me was you just have to do it (laughs) because I waited so long like I said the only reason that I had the the super spark to jump and do this one is because I saw a festival that was really close and a deadline that was hit reachable. And then the funniest part is we're not even going to be at that festival because of production days. We missed that deadline, but we found other festivals and we, like I said, we still have a movie. So for me, I was always sitting back like, uh, I'll just keep writing. Uh, I'll just that keep was writing. Me, like, I'm not I'll good enough yet. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking, I was looking around, and a lot of people were saying, you know, just kind of like send your your scripts out to screenwriting contests. So I was like, okay, I like writing, but I don't want to write, so I don't want to like become good at writing to the point where I don't direct, which is mm-hmm. what I want to do. So honestly, like I said, I wish someone just told me you just got to do it. You know, short films. A lot of people short films. They're like, you can get a five minute short film with two people in one setting and boom that's, that's, <laughs> that's a short it. film a lot of short films that go to a good festivals really are just that They're like just it'll literally short, be like two film. people sitting in a room like having a conversation and it's like boom that's and the, then film. the way that technology is set up I, iphones and androids just have cameras that can shoot mm-hmm. so well that you won't even know the shot on the iphone and android right so you just have to like literally just do it sometimes mm-hmm. and get that first bad, one out yep, the way it's bad <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> right. But, and you know what to do next time. Exactly. Because <laughs> nothing is bad for no reason. Like, it's, you know, if you know why it's bad, then you can fix it for the next time. Mm-hmm. And that'll just help. Start a process. Because, like, this is the first one that I wrote in direct. But it's not mm-hmm. the first time I was, like, in a director's area of a film. Because I didn't write or, like, lead direct a film before. But I stepped in and helped someone kind of direct it. And it went really, really badly. <laughs> but I took everything I learned from that, basically, and put it into this one. I said, okay, guys, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. ABC, none of that is happening this time. Yes, and that was, like, me with my um, writing. I had actually wrote, like, a book from start to finish. And it was so bad. But, like, I wanted to stop in the middle. My professor is like, why do you want to stop, basically? And I was like, because this is so bad. And I feel it. Like, I feel it so bad. And she was just like, 
what you need to do is you need to finish it and you need to give it to someone to read. And I was like, what? Yeah. And she was like, right. you need to finish your book and then you need to give it to one of your friends and have them read it. And I was just like, oh my God. So I finished it. It was bad. I gave it to my friend and she was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I was like, you're lying. And she was like, no, you need to write, write a sequel. And I was like, well, this, I, this dream is dead anyway. Like this, this <laughs> idea, I don't even like it anymore. And she was like, but then you need to keep writing. And I was just like, like getting that confirmation sometimes, even if it is from a friend. <laughs> Yeah. okay it wasn't as bad as you thought basically because you yeah. can be like your biggest critic and think like your work is literally trash and then like other people will like read it and be like okay i see that it's like you know not the best but there is potential and i can see that you actually know what you're doing so like refine it and then just keep going <laughs> just keep going yeah so basically just do it keep yeah just going, do it and keep going <laughs> yeah and i think like you said a lot of people be be worried about the having that crisp professional yeah. studio quality finished yeah. product i literally watched when you said about those short films being like two people in the room i literally watched the movie i believe i'm not sure if it was on netflix or who i can't remember but i the literally watched, washington no no oh, okay. so, like, that, yeah, that was yeah. a movie that was like three people in one room for an hour <laughs> yeah i think i think this is called emergency or something like mm-hmm. that and it was like three dudes in a room with a dead body that you never saw. And that, <laughs> that was the whole, I think it was probably 15, 20 minutes. And it, that was the whole movie. It was these three guys mm-hmm. in the room, dead body. You never saw the dead body. And, but it was, it, it was good. It, was like, <laughs> yeah. well, it wasn't until after the after fact that I was like, you know what? They shot that whole movie in that one room, you know, yeah. with, with basically, mm-hmm. basically them standing set, side by side doing the dialogue. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, simplicity sometimes yeah. it's the best, <laughs> and the dialogue was good enough to carry the movie, right? Right. So, um, if if anybody out there wants to contact you or see what you guys going on, uh, what's you guys' social medias, or do you have any websites, anything like that? Uh, we have a YouTube, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, not a YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> we have an Instagram, uh, YGT underscore productions, um, also on. Facebook, we have for you Facebook pages at YDT Productions. And I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. And we can it. both respond from there. Yeah, we so all we can, all yeah. have it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got any do you guys have anything in the works other than the film coming up that you wanna um, you know, shout out, promote right now? Uh nothing to promote. Just a lot of a lot of writing going on. Yeah, between right. the two mm-hmm. of us. There's a lot of different writing going on. Yes. But nothing, you know, ready to promote outside of this yet, no. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I'm mainly working on poetry right now. I have poems that are done. They're not titled yet, so okay. I don't have any way to promote them. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to be getting them published soon. So. So, like, yeah. so like I said, when you get that done, hit me up. Come on back. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're actually to the listeners, we're actually in the process of scheduling to get some of the cast from the show to come on the show. And we're going to talk to them about, you know, the, uh, making the movie and everything from their end. So you guys make sure that you keep on checking back with Thoughts by the VLDI. Once again, I'd like to thank you, Josh and Jordan, for taking the time to talk to me today. No problem. No problem. Thanks, Thanks for having me. And to the listeners, as always, I love each and every last one of y'all. And make sure that you be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today, because either way, you made a difference, my friends.